Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of 211's Baseball Talk. My name is Dylan Baker. What a wonderful day it is. The Blues their first spring training win yesterday, and it'll be interesting to see how they do today uh, as we will talk about the following in today's episode. We'll talk Strowman's ego taking a hit finally, but on the downside, Tulo's got boosted. Ross Atkins made some ludicrous comments. We'll talk that very soon. We do have a flip side to that as well. Maybe they weren't so ludicrous after all. And to wrap everything up, we'll talk the last week in Dunedin. So, Chris, how are you today? <laughs> Too low! I am just... Uh, I'm... I'm I'm fine, Dylan. How are you? I'm I'm great. If you don't if you don't have Chris on Facebook, he called himself the Great Baker Dini with his prediction of Tula winning the MVP and then him proceeding to hit a home run in his first spring at bat. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Actually, kind of is as we get right into things as we typically do. Marcus Stroman's ego. Well, it finally took a hit, or at least I think it did. Probably not though, because it's Stroman. <laughs> And Tulo's got boosted. Monday, the most dreadful of dreadful things happened as Troy Tulowitzki <laughs> hit a home run. Not only did he hit a home run, but he hit it against the Blue Jays. Two things unfolded here, and honestly, I don't know who to rip more. Both suck and have e- damn milky way. Marcus Stroman, the egotistical, egotistical maniac himself, got his ego hit hard when the first battery faced in the, in the spring took him deep. Ace? <laughs> I think not. Then, oh boy, this guy. Troy Chilowitzki, mister, I think I'm good, but could honestly not be worse. This guy hits a home run. Wow, you're cool with a K, Tulo. The idiot runs around the bases screaming and staring into the dugout. What the hell, first of all, what the hell did the dugout do to you? Honestly, you look into that dugout, you stare into that dugout and all these prospects and Charlie Montoyo, who doesn't even know who the (laughs) heck you are, and you, you react like that? Come on. Anyway, then he turns around and gives us a speech about how the Blue Jays realized he was a flaming hot, po- rotting pile of dog crap and then released him, <laughs> telling him he couldn't play anymore. <laughs> which proceeded, uh, which, sorry, which his left toenail tried to tell him last year. Reminder, folks, this is spring training. This means nothing at all. Yankee fans hate to break it to you. He'll find a strand of his eyebrow in the drain and be out for a year and a half. Then he'll break a rib by getting a sock thrown at him and be done for two. Anyway, what are your thoughts on the events that transpired that fateful Monday afternoon? Well, I'm not really sure how to follow all of that. Yeah, it's kind uh, of difficult. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm not feeling the Tulo love from you, Dylan. That's for no. sure. But uh, What gave I'm it away? Also, well, all of that. But, mm. um, but I, I, I am feeling the, the Strowman love from you, though. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, no. I, this was an interesting. Um, this was an interesting development. I, I, I don't even know. First of all, we had lots of fun because it was the opportunity for me to gloat a little bit about my last comment at the very end it's of the last spring episode. training. I know, but it was fun anyway because I knew how much it would drive you up the wall, <laughs> and it was fantastic. But uh, at the end of the day, it was awful because watching Tulo act like a moron running around the bases screaming at Stroman and screaming into the dugout and even looked into the left field bleachers to try and find Atkins and Shapiro like grow up the guy should have been put uh, Stroman you had a lot of emotion when you pitched you throw a ball at the guy's head anyway 
<laughs> we don't ever throw at the ball at anybody's head. But anyway, it's too low. It's, uh, it's fine in that case. No, it's never fine. That's not. That's bush league. But what I will say about this is that, uh, look, you were told at the end of the season last year when you were pretend- attempting to, or maybe even pretending is the right word to come back that you were going to be given a chance to uh, to move on from the team because we were going to, we being the Blue Jays, were going to go ahead and give the kids a chance to play. It was never about telling the guy that he can't play anymore. It was about, we're not going to have that position available to you, so here's $38 million to leave. To leave. And now you're sitting there and you're chirping at them around the bases? Telling the media that you think that the Blue Jays said you couldn't play anymore, that is not at all what they said. What they actually said was, we need to give the kids an opportunity to play now. And so, therefore, we're releasing you. And we're giving you $38 million to go away. To That's get off our team. Did. $38 million to go away. And you know, you have the opportunity and need and right to gloat around the bases. Now, yeah, it looked great on Stroman. Don't get me wrong. It looked <laughs> great on Stroman. But, you know, the problem is Stroman got back to the locker room and looked at himself in the mirror and all was fine and dandy again. But he, because that's, that's it. Stroman is about Stroman and he'll always be about Stroman. So, well, I mean, really... I, heard, I heard a couple of players talking about kiss marks in the mirror. I think it was <laughs> well... Stroman's. Yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise me, but mm-hmm. but uh, but the other thing was, you know, I mean, Tulo was hot dogging it in the in the infield as well, made a couple of very nice plays that uh, that game before he was out, you know, because he only played two innings because it's the first time he's played in two years. But <laughs> he, uh, but he, you know, I mean, he was hot dogging out there. He did look good. Chances are he's going to explode before the end of spring anyway, and into a puff of dust, and, and we'll <laughs> all never see Tulo again. So. Enjoy it while it lasts, buddy. I hope you got your screaming out. I hope you got your your feelings out toward Ross Atkins and and uh, and Mark Shapiro. Listen, I don't love Ross Atkins right now, based on what our next topic is. But I just I just can't see why why Tula would act like a child like this. It just doesn't make sense for me. You're an adult. You were just paid thirty eight million dollars by a team to not play for them. So. Maybe suck it up a little bit, just jog around the bases like you. you, you listen, play. listen. He said that the team told him he couldn't play. You know what? You know, you know what told you couldn't play anymore, Tulo? Your body. <laughs> but it's Tulo. not even that. Nobody actually said that. And that's exactly. the problem. Honestly, that's true. You're right. right. You're right. And that's the problem. He's making that up. And so now maybe that's how he felt in his head by the comments that were made by the Blue Jays. But don't tell the media in New York that that's what the Blue Jays said because they didn't say that. They didn't say that at all. They didn't believe that he was a part of their future, and they asked him to leave by handing him a check for $38 million. That's one heck of a severance pay, that's for Mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) And honestly, listen, I don't know. I Honestly, I don't know what made me happy. Actually, no. What made me more – I don't know how to put it because seeing Tulo happy infuriated me. (laughs) (laughs) But see – but seeing Strowman's ego take a hit made me made me joyous and bubbly inside. Well, I'm going to come at this from one other angle, and, and, and the ahead. other angle the other angle was 
Uh, one comment I did like that he made to the New York media was that, and what he should have left it at, this should have been his only comment to the New York media, was that when he left the field the last time, Taz Tulowitzki, his son, was three years old. And one of the things that Taz said to Troy uh, over the last year was, Daddy, I've never seen you play baseball before. And so he he did, but he was three, and he would never remember it. And so for Tulo to say that now that he's five, and he got back on the field, and Taz got a chance to see Dad play. Fantastic. Tug at our heartstrings. That's fantastic. Now zip it right there, and don't mention the Blue Jays anymore. That was well, perfect. That's fine. That's the reason. Your kid is the reason you should be trying to get back on the field, the, not to throw it in Atkins or Shapiro's face. That's all you, I'm doing. You know what? You know what? People would have reacted to those comments. People would have been oh, – that would have warmed people's hearts – but you know what stuck out to everyone? No one talked about that. I didn't even hear about that until you just brought it up to me. What I heard was Tulo's egotistical garbage comments about the Blue Jays. And, <laughs> well, and, that's... and honestly, that's just, that's just who Tulo is. He makes comments like this, he, and he should have just left it at the kid thing. You're right. It would have been amazing. I would have actually had an ounce of respect for Tulo if he did that. Well, but it would have got you right in the fields, Dylan. It would have got you right in the fields. But, but you know what? It, it took that <laughs> feeling away. When he turned around and said, stick it, Blue Jays. And yeah. there's no reason to even say that. There's just none whatsoever. Oh, this guy, this guy, this guy. But anyway, he, look, the reality is he's going to blow a tire and we're not going to see him. for the He's season. not going to blow a tire. He's going to blow Gregorius a little. going to eventually come back and Tula's going to lose his job. He's already been told he's not going to play every day because they've got uh, somebody else in there. I can't remember his name. You probably know it, but, uh, and that, that to me is, is exactly what the Blue Jays said to him too. So, so you know what, buddy, just zip it up, run around the bases like a, like a normal athlete would in a home run, and just it's a spring training home run. Don't glow. <sighs> like you might as well have bat flipped in, the, uh, in a spring training home run. But whatever. It doesn't matter. It's too low. Nobody likes him. Uh, he's really, really not into – I mean, the guy has only I'm ever – And I think was – it, was it Sid who said from Tim and Sid – that the guy has only ever played well in Colorado. He's yeah. actually never played well anywhere else. Won't even come. Won't even sniff the Hall of Fame. And this guy's doing this around the bases. Good luck, Troy Tulowitzki. Good luck, my friend. I, I had a smile from ear to ear when you said no one likes him, and I had an even bigger smile when I heard Sid's rant about Tulo. But we do have to move on. Um, so Rock, Ross Atkins also made headlines yesterday for some pretty stupid comments. Um, I mean, on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. But honestly, were they to be expected? That's my first question. But did he go a little far with the comments, perhaps? Because saying that what he said was, in case you didn't hear, was that uh, he doesn't see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as being big league ready. He thinks there are many facets to the game that he can improve upon i think that's what he said at least i couldn't understand with all his mumbo jumbo and garbage that he (laughs) spits out um but i mean saying that he's not ready to be in the big leagues everyone knows he is you're not going to be able to hide that nothing you say is going to change the fact that people understand this guy should be in the big leagues we all understand what you're trying to do and most educated blue jays fans like what you're doing by manipulating the service time and I get that you have to feed the media a bunch of baloney about him needing to improve because technically you can't come out and say you're manipulating service time. But saying he's not 
he doesn't he doesn't look like a big league ball player to you. That's a little ridiculous. And uh, he might have put himself into a little pickle, which we'll get into later. Anyway, thoughts on the comments? Well, I mean, the comments were were ridiculous, and the only reason Stupid. that they were ridiculous yeah. is because think your think these things through. You've got uh, MLB Network Radio doing a spring training spot on on your team, and this is going not just nationwide, but it's going North America wide. And you have an opportunity to plan for the answer to, with regard to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You know they're coming to your camp. You know the date and time they're coming to your camp, and you know that in your interview they're going to ask you about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So mm-hmm. this is a, one of the just the dumbest ways to have answered a question. Uh, Deadspin even took t- took task <laughs> with it. Uh, they're not typically someone you want to get on theirs in, into their bad side. I mean, this is just silly to, to, to sit there and say that the kid's not big league ready when you've got Justin Luciano, uh, who's 18 years old, that you Elvis, have to take. Elvis Luciano. Elvis, whatever his name is. <laughs> Either way, he, he's, he, he's, he's not even Vlad's age, and yet you know you you have to take him because he's a rule five draft so you got a player mm-hmm. so you gotta take him it doesn't make any sense now now you've just shot yourself in the foot to say he's 19 and so he's not big league ready that's ridiculous and atkins knows it's ridiculous yes i agree with you he has to say this type of thing but why not just withhold comment altogether? <sighs> yes exactly and not and not say something so silly because now I mean, even Jim Duquette was saying today on MLB Network Radio and Power Alley, he was saying that same exact thing. You just lost all credibility by answering that question that way. Because even though we all know you have to do it, the fact that you said those words when we all know this kid is more big league ready than half of the big leagues are right now, (laughs) it's just asinine. And it's, it's the dumbest thing you can possibly do. And, and that's where I think Ross Atkins really stepped on his own foot. Again, I know what you said earlier. He kind of has to say this. He does. Yeah. But just then withhold comment. You don't need to, to make any extra comments on this. We all know Vlad has to have service time saved so they can get that seventh year out of him. And, and we all know you're sending him down as soon as the big leagues, or as soon as spring camp is over. So, you know, it, it's just silly. I, I don't know what else to say about it, but uh, Atkins uh, really, I don't know. He needs to go maybe crawl into a hole for a couple of weeks and hope people forget about this. But uh, but man, oh man, I, just don't make com- don't make comments. If there's one media one on one, that was probably it right there. If he honestly, I don't think he does. But if he legitimately believes any of the things he said, we're in trouble. As well, a franchise, he does. You don't know that. You honestly, you can't. I, I've heard so much crap come out of that man's mouth. I don't know if he believes it or not. I, I don't think he does. But there's still a part of me that thinks maybe some of the things he said he does believe. Entirely so, possible. But either way, I think uh, there's a lot of evaluators across baseball that rolled their eyes at him. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, that's the last thing you want. I mean, yes, you're protecting the service time and you're, you're trying to get that seventh year out of him. But you're also <laughs> this is a career killer potentially to start talking like that. Yeah. And, you know, who's going to hire you after the Blue Jays if something goes wrong and you don't work out with the Blue Jays? You know, nobody's going to take you as their GM when you make comments like that. Like, I mean, come on, just withhold those comments. Yeah. And no, then you're, you're at least you at least still have some credibility and that's all, it's, all i'm saying it's not, a poor 
Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's not the wrong decision to send Vladdy down. I would do the same thing. If it mm-hmm. means that I can go from having six years of Vladdy to seven years of Vladdy, potentially one of the biggest baseball players in the generation, aside from Mike Trout, you know, that's, that's, that's huge. And I want that seventh year if I'm the front office. So I get it. Do it. Send him down. He only has to be down there until mid-April. Then bring him up. Go for it. But just don't make comments like that. Yeah. It was honestly, if if you ask me, it was just a poor job of uh, a poor job of handling media. Like uh, Ross Atkins, like you've been, you've been. It's this is third year as the Jays GM, fourth, uh, third. Fourth, I, think. I don't know. Uh, I started in twenty sixteen. You can do the math. Um, <laughs> it's probably just like four years. Shouldn't be that difficult. But anyway, come on. Like you've been a GM for more than ten minutes now. You should know how to handle the media, and you should know that you don't make stupid comments like that that are going to backfire on you with a fan base and everything. Look, he had to make the, the comments. I understand he could have reworded them. He shouldn't have said that he doesn't see him as a big league player right now because the entire baseball world does. But yeah, I mean, well, Ross Atkins, you value his value, and you do value that. And that's a lot of value that he brings to the value of the team, which values him. Values, <laughs> got values it. The team value. Anyway, last week in Dunedin has been an eventful one with comments galore. Um, overall in Florida, actually, with Tulo hitting dingers left and right. Ugh. Uh, anyway, here's what we learned out of Blue Jays camp. It's going to be a rough year. The Blue Jays are one and three this spring, and I understand it doesn't mean a thing, but they're still one and three, and that's a sign of things to come in my mind. Uh, with a loss to two of the worst teams in the league this year, or last year, the Tigers and the Orioles, 4 nothing to the Tigers and 9-8 to the Orioles, respectively. The Jays then lost in the Tulo and his big, uh, to Tulo, uh, then lost to Tulo and his big bunch of crappy Yankees, but a win yesterday in Bradenton helped them actually, you know, win a game. We also learned that the Blue Jays are two for four with their starters. Ryan Baraki started off well. Reed Foley was a turd fest. Stroman was himself, which is bad. And Matt Shoemaker was actually pretty good today. One run and two innings wasn't that awful. Finally, we also learned that Ross Atkins is screwed if Elvis Luciano makes the team, but Vlad doesn't as well. Charlie Montoyo is very aggressive, and I absolutely adore it. I mean, the guy is stealing bases left and right, hitting runs with Rowdy Telez on base. I mean, I, I'm, I'm loving Montoyo's managerial style. Anything I missed and thoughts on what we what I've mentioned? No, I think it's a you know it's a development year. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. There's no, I mean nobody doesn't. Even if you're even an armchair fan, you know what the Blue Jays are doing this year. I mean, there's <laughs> if if you're not watching, you're silly because there's a lot of good prospects. There's a lot of there will not be a lot of winning. But there will be a lot of really exciting stories, a lot of really exciting baseball, uh, some that you're going to look at it and roll your eyes and go, I can't believe that just happened was that little league. But that's the way it's going to be for a year or two while this Mm -hmm. team gels, while this team learns to be big leaguers together. And I think it's very exciting. And I think the first week of spring training has kind of showed us that the, the L column is filling up and the W column is not, <laughs> but it, it's, it's just that the, it's an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable thing to listen to when you're listening to Wilder and Wagner. Uh, oh, double W's. So um, good. They're yeah, so good. And, and Wilder and Wagner. Been, oh my God. 
Well, so, Wilner's on the money this year with his uh, with his dad jokes <laughs> and things like that. I mean, holy cow! I forget what the uh, what even happened. Ed Smith. Anymore, but... Ed Smith. Oh, that was the best one. <laughs> yeah, Ed Smith. Not to be confused with E. D. Smith and their delightful gems and pastes or whatever he said. <laughs> I I loved it. I thought that was great. But you know, and that's not what this season's about, obviously. But but what we've seen in the first week of spring training is a couple of different things. What we've seen is Charlie Montoya is going to make this fun because mm-hmm. he's going to, to play an aggr- make the team play an aggressive form of baseball that we haven't seen in Toronto in years. Oh, I mean, yeah. Gibby didn't do it and Zito Gaston didn't do it. John so Farrell didn't either. And jo- well, John Farrell was, I don't even, I try to think <laughs> he even existed, but uh, so Charlie Montoyo's aggressive form of baseball is going to be awesome this year. I think you're going to see a lot of stolen bases. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, plays we haven't seen in years from the, you know, from the Gaston Farrell and Gibby days. I mean, it was all about hitting dingers for the last well, more than a decade. It's yeah. not about that with with uh, with Montoyo and, and his whole, whole entire staff. To be honest, listen, so, the Jays the Jays are going to hit dingers. Still, they're still going to hit dingers, but they're not going to rely on dingers as much. Well, every team's going to hit dingers. It's a dinger game now, but it's mm-hmm. just that that they're not going to. You're absolutely right. They're not going to rely on it. They're gonna they're gonna play an aggressive and exciting form of baseball, and they're going to make mistakes, right? Especially Pilar. So you know, on the base pads, I mean, because Pilar, for whatever reason, seems to lose. Oh, on the base he's, a, he's a great defensive player. Absolutely. When he's, when he's good offensively, he's amazing offensively. But base running. Where did yeah. you go? <laughs> yeah. And and that's, you know, we'll still see some of that this year. We're, we're going to see a lot of growth, a lot of position changing. We're going to see, I, was, I thought it was very interesting to hear Montoyo say that they're going to give uh, McKinney a long, long look at first base. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's actually a really good choice. And, uh, you know, for the for the post-smoke days uh, coming but up. But you got Rowdy Tellez. Sorry, you got Rowdy Tellez. I don't up. think you do. I, I think Rowdy Tellez is a bench player at best. Uh, I think he projects to be a bench player at best. He's had he's had a good couple of uh, weeks here and there, but again, it reminds me of Randy Ruiz, who we all thought was going to be huge for the Jays, you know, and and nothing ever really came. I of didn't. That. I probably wasn't alive. Well, you were, but you wouldn't you wouldn't have known anything <laughs> about Randy Ruiz. But, uh, but I, he, I knew a lot at a young age. But I mean, Randy Ruiz was clearly. Not, not my yeah, first. Yeah, you know thought. what? He came up and he did really well, and he, you know, first base as well, and he was, you know, hitting dingers, and everybody was happy. But it kind of settled back into nothingness again, and I, I feel like Telez might be similar to that. So, you know, but I mean, hopefully not. I, I'd love to see him succeed. Don't get me wrong, but, um, but I just, I just feel like the experiment with McKinney over there is probably a really good idea, mm-hmm. especially with the clogged up outfield. So. You know, I, I liked the first week. I was happy with the first week. I mean, I didn't care about the losses. I thought, you know, the games I was listening to were exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we're going to see a lot of Laddie coming up. We're going to see a lot of of, uh, of Bichette and Cabin Biggio. And that's really what this season's about is the development and seeing those kids yeah. uh, come up. So, Honestly, I couldn't have summed it up better myself. But quick question. One, two, super screwed. How screwed is Ross Atkins? If Luciano comes up having never pitched above rookie ball and Guerrero isn't on the team, which is inevitably going to happen. I mean, let's, let's be honest. His comments were made out of just where he had to do. But he's, he's, he's the guy who picked Luciano in the rule five draft. If you pick a 25 year old who's in double a like, Oh, by the way, the Rangers did with Jordan Romano (laughs) could have kept him. Um, But I mean, 
if you'd have picked a guy who's 25 who's pitching double A, I would have accepted it and we would have had no problem. But you pick an 18-year-old who I think is 19 this year. We all saw how that experiment worked for Miguel Castro a couple of years back. And Roberto Osuna was actually good till you know. Um, but, like, it's a, I, don't, I don't see a way this works out. And I don't see it helping his public image in Toronto very much. No, I mean, that's for sure. There's, you know, it's already a, an atrocious abomination, both of them. But uh, with Atkins and Shapiro, but the thing is, this isn't going to help. And I get that, and you're right. Uh, but I don't think his comments do anything to uh, to hurt. I mean, he he did get hurt because of the dead spin stuff and all mm-hmm. of that. But I think that's the that'll pass. I, I it's just the thing is with Luciano, he's going to end up looking like a moron, and that's the <laughs> that's part of why. Uh, you know, he really shouldn't have made those comments. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows, nobody believes that he believes them. But at the same time, now he just looks silly if he takes an 18 year old up to the big leagues and tells you that a 19 year old isn't ready and he's the top prospect in all of baseball. Yeah. And, and that's just like now he just does no credibility. And that's where I think, you know, it, it's, it's just going to hurt. It's going to hurt Atkins. It's going to hurt him a lot. Yeah. This one, this one's going to um, hurt, but it, it'll hurt for a little while and then everybody will forget about it. It's just spring. Yeah. Here's what's to come in the next week in Blue Jays baseball. We will get to see more of our favorite prospect, Elvis Luciano or Luciano. I'm not too sure how to pronounce that. Heard both both ways pronounced uh, this past week. We'll get to see more Vlad Jr., more Bobachette, more Kevin Biggio, as you mentioned, uh, which will be fantastic. Ryan Veraki will show us why he should be our opening day starter. <laughs> uh, I believe actually today he will get the start against the Phillies. And Clayton Richard and Randall Grichuk will both debut eventually. Aaron Sanchez gets to start Friday against the Bravos. Um, anything, or what are you looking forward to seeing this week? Uh, looking forward to seeing more Vladdy. I don't think we saw, I mean, he hit a number on his uh, debut there. <laughs> that was a great number. Uh, great, great play in the field, though. I think it's going to be very interesting to... To watch uh, how his defense is garbage? Yeah, you know, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be another thing where Atkins is going to end up having a lot of eyes rolled at him. But, uh, um, you know, I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to, is seeing and hearing about more more Vladdy, uh, more what the kids are doing. Could care less what Smoke's doing, what Pilar's uh, <laughs> doing, uh, what Drury's doing. Uh, it, it's just, like, all of that stuff, it's funny, you know. It's just they're placeholders. And um, I just don't care what they're doing. I don't. Yeah. I, I really only care what the kids are doing. And, mm-hmm. and and I love that because that's the future of the Blue Jays. The problem is we're going to have another dud of a year with with players like Drury and even Galvis. And, and like I like Galvis. I think he's going to be great. I, I mean, he obviously plays every day. So that's fantastic. But mm-hmm. um, that's a little different than the shortstop we had prior to him. But uh, oh, 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 wow. But, uh, but anyway, the, the, the whole point is these are kind of placeholder guys. And uh, hey, you might surprise some people. But you know I, I think it's, it's going to be more about the development that's going to make this very exciting. Even I, like, I like the fact that you didn't mention Randall Grichuk. I don't know if you did that on purpose or not. But I think that Grichuk could be a part of the future for the Jays. Yeah, I believe that. I don't think Pilar is. I think no. this will be the year he's moved at the deadline. Yeah. And I think, you know, you got room for – got to make room for, for McKinney or Wall or even if they can improve Teoscar Hernandez's defense mm-hmm. and get him back. I mean, his bat plays. And so yeah. he's – you know, you just got to get him to catch the ball and not take <laughs> terrible routes to the ball and not throw it 
aimlessly into the middle of the infield. <laughs> but there's a lot to know, work on. A to work there's on. a lot to work on defensively. But as Montoyo said, he loves the guy. Uh, he he believes that the defense will improve with. Um, and I forget the coach's name now. That's working with him. Do you remember his name? Uh, um. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The outfield coach who's who's uh, working with him on his defense it seems to be seeing progress. So there's opportunity to watch him develop as well this year and in the next few weeks in spring training. So lots of exciting things. If you're a Jays fan, don't be worried. This is not going to be as torturous a year as you think it is. Uh, there's going to be a lot of excitement coming coming down the pipe. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be great to see. Um. It's going to be a fun week, and it's going to be a fun spring and a fun year if you want to watch kids play. So this has been episode 18 of 211's Baseball Talk. My name is Dylan Baker. We recommend, and we would ask you to go follow us on Twitter at number 211's Baseball Talk, if I am not mistaken. Go uh, follow our page on Facebook, 211's Baseball Talk. Um... And go follow us on Instagram at 211's Baseball Talk. Sorry, correction for Twitter. That is number two, number one, number one, Baseball Talk. Go follow me personally at dbase 11 Chris at 3BaseballBoys11. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you all next week.